0: Hey there, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Pet Biz Hive. I am in the middle of our pet business owner revenue series, and this week we are talking about pet businesses that are in that $250,000 to $500,000 in Revenue in their business. So, I have two amazing business owners that have agreed to join me to talk with you today. I have Mary Neal with Pampered Pet Sitting, and I have Jessica with RCO Pet Care. Welcome, ladies, and thank you so much for sharing your time with me. I know you are quite busy. Yes. Thank you for having us. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we are just going to kind of do this uh, little roundtable with some questions. And I'm going to start with you, first of all, Mary. Uh, Tell everyone um, about your business, where you're located, how long you've been in business, and just kind of a little bit about the structure that you have in your company right now.
1: Sure. Um, I founded my business in uh, January of 09. We're based in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. We service uh, 14 towns around Cherry Hill. So it's a very suburban area. Um, I started out with independent contractors in 2015. I switched to employees and um, we do primarily midday dog walking, vacation, pet care, cat care. We do a little bit of boarding of our client dogs. So it's not um, a service we advertise, but um, we have a few employees who help board dogs and um, uh, we're an S-Corp. Okay. <laughs> anything, I, I switched to an S-Corp several years ago. Um, How many employees do you have? Oh, so, so we have 21 part-time employees. I have one admin Um and I'm working on um, trying to add some more in there because she also dog walks for me, backups for me. She takes calls. It gets to the point where the employees sometimes call her instead of me, too. Um, and then she takes over my business when I go away. I could forward my phone to her at any time. She does a whole lot. Um, so only one at one right now. She's like your miracle person, right? Really is. She's <laughs> already told her she's the one that's gonna buy my business when I'm ready to retire. Said, I've advised her. She said, don't retire yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna go ahead and start grooming you for that though, because that that's- is my mm-hmm. idea.
0: Yeah. That is awesome. Jessica, how about you? Fill us in on your business.
2: So I'm actually in a really similar place. Um, both ge- geologically, geographically, sorry. And um, um, just kind of everything that you said, I totally connect with. So I'm in Connecticut. Um, I'm based out of Oxford. And uh, we started officially in 2018. So this will be our fifth year at the end of the year. Um, we do dog walking and pet sitting. I believe we're primarily dog walking at this point, which is good. I've been pushing us in that direction. So that's a good thing. Um, and as of about a year and a half ago, I started offering dog training myself. So that is um, a newer part of the business that is definitely growing. I mean, the whole thing is growing, but that continues to grow as well. Um, I too have kind of like that miracle admin person who does a whole lot. Um, And I totally get that. I don't know what I would do without her. I have a couple of other employees that are kind of like, I call them area managers. They're like backup admins. Um, But as we've grown, I've really learned that I need to delegate different things. Um, And having that, that one admin has been crucial to letting us get to where we are today.
0: That is incredible. And how many employees do you have?
2: We have around 20, I believe.
0: Oh my gosh, you guys are so similar. Yeah, <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. You know what? You never know. But you know, a lot of this is the conversation of what you encounter when you're in this revenue level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's a lot of it is starting to go from that. I do the admin to I have people that that assist me with doing that part of it. Uh, so um, either one of you, Jessica, you first, do you spend any time in the field yourself? I guess put your dog training to the side. Do you mm-hmm. spend time in the field doing any of the dog walking, pet sitting?
2: Outside of training? No, it's very rare, fortunately.
0: Okay. And, you know, I, I guess just based off of rolling 12 months, what percentage of your revenue is the training part of it?
2: Did oh, you no. Know? Well, Sorry, quiz. No, so I honestly track it different, track it outside of it. Okay. Um, well, actually, I don't even know why I mentioned it. But um, yeah, so t- as far as numbers go, like when I run my dog walking pet numbers, it's completely separate. Okay. Um, it's definitely much smaller. Yeah. At this point. So it's, it's considered almost a
0: completely separate line of revenue for you.
2: That's what we're working towards. At first, I kind of had it rolled in. Um, I'm in the middle of kind of making a new brand that'll be my new baby that'll kind of work on that as I keep delegating the dog walking, pet sitting, and am kind of not in, like we said, not in the field and not even in the admin as much anymore.
0: That's pretty awesome. I mean, huge growth. I love that. Whenever you can get to the point where you can take a step back on the day to day and find new stuff that really lights you up.
2: Definitely. Definitely.
0: That's super exciting. Okay. Now, Mary, on your end, I know what lights you up is your grandbabies. So, <laughs> um, and and being able to travel, which is great. But but uh, what about you? Are
1: you really in the field anymore right now? Uh, not so much. So, like, well, yesterday I, uh, I took, I met an employee at a house to give her a key and introduce her to a dog, but um, not really so much. Yeah. I, I mean, basically, I do payroll. I manage the schedule. I um, take the phone calls. I schedule the meet and greets um, and uh, do the hiring. So I, I'm, I'm hands on on all the hiring and interviewing, but um, no, so I'm not as much in the field. If I need to be, then I will be like, so we're down the shore. We took two cars. If I have to come back before Wednesday, then I will. <laughs> so it all, you know, if I need to come back, then I will, but I'm like quite kind of the last backup for what we need. But usually we can switch schedules around. If we're short staffed, we have people who are home who can make a visit Wednesday instead of Tuesday. So we're, yeah. So no, I'm not really in this, in this, in this in the field much.
0: Yeah. What you mentioned is something that people that are growing have to think about it. You know, if you want to get to that point where you're free of the day to day, you have to put those layers, those stopping points in between the work and you, so whether that's having enough employees to make sure that it can all be covered mm-hmm. or having assistant managers or having managers, whatever it is, you, you get to the point in your business where if it gets to me, there's a breakdown somewhere. Mm-hmm. you know we're we're understaffed we we have something that's not working in our assistant manager or management team right
1: mm-hmm. so you you kind of build up to that point so it sounds and like I, you're kind of close i kind of plan kind of ahead like i knew june was going to be um a lot of, i had different employees who were going to be on vacation so like 3 months ago I'm like, I want to spend a lot of June at our beach place. So I knew that I need to get some more people hired and cross trains to be able to cover all that so I could be down here. Like, so I don't look at it as, oh, I can't go to the beach. I have to be here. I look at it more like, who more do I have to hire? Who could I cross train so that that can happen?
0: That's a huge mindset shift.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. When the grandkids arrived, that happened. I knew I needed a couple of days off a week and hired more so that I could do that. And then when they moved, knowing that I go for a week, every couple of months, uh, you know, just in my head, it's like, I know that I could still run my business from my phone in Florida. And I do,
2: you
1: know, and then if I have something special going on down there, I can call forward my phone to Sarah, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, I was in Jamaica for a week in March and I, I, I forwarded the entire phone to her so I could still monitor what's going on and do things and she can call me, but, you know,
2: I can do it.
0: Yeah. And that went, like you said, I mean, that's a huge life change whenever, you know, in your case, having uh, grandbabies that you you know what you want to be for them. Mm -hmm. And so you had to make your business fit that. Yes. So you just have to figure out how to transform things. Mm -hmm. So that's the great thing about this industry is you can make those changes. And if you commit to working out and building the structure, the infrastructure to do that, that you can have that freedom, which I think is pretty amazing. Um, Well, I wanted to talk for a second, since you both happened to mention it. Let's have a talk about unicorn admin people, right? Mm -hmm. So let's see kind of between the two of you. So each of you do have that one admin person who you said is absolutely amazing and everybody should have one, right? Should value them and make sure that you keep your temperature on them at all times. So you know that they are still doing well. You know, it's not my old form of leadership by abdication where it's like, here you go, you do it. (laughs) Um, So, so tell me, Jessica, what specifically does your admin person do for you
2: so she does a whole lot of things a whole lot of everything i was actually in the hospital about a week and a half ago and um she kind of her and her kind of like backup admins took over the whole ship which was great but what i'm working towards doing is making her role you actually mentioned it before Um, as being more of the people manager just because I was finding that the day-to-day communication with employees as much as I enjoy connecting with them um sorry um
0: (laughs) oh no I love seeing your kitty guys her (laughs) kitty just got up in the camera love Um, that
2: (laughs) yeah sorry she she needs to be a part of this yeah so um So as much as I want to be involved with my employees every single day, my to do list was just getting longer and longer and I kept getting involved in other things. So I said, you know what, you have experience doing this, you really enjoy this part. And I tend to I tend to get really caught up in it or if there's certain things I don't really want to do, I'll kind of push it off. So I said, so let's do it this way. You start taking over this, this, and this. So she does the interviewing now. She does um, training coordination. She does, um, and then takes the day to day messages. So if they have questions or if something comes up, um, they'll typically, just like you said, they'll typically go to her. And that started naturally. And I was like, huh, actually, this is working out. And that get today or this week, I actually had notifications off on my phone, which. I've gotten more done this week than I have in forever. And that's only because she has taken that role. So a lot of people managing, but she is capable of doing all of it.
0: Okay. So, okay. So what I heard she's doing interviews, she's kind of onboarding staff, and then she's taking kind of their daily communications. Exactly. That's huge. So that is very, I mean, besides the interviewing part, which is the HR part, that's very mm-hmm. much like an operations manager position.
2: Exactly. And I'm working on kind of like a reorganization of our of our chart or org chart right now, because that's exactly it. She's more than just even an admin now. She's become more of like my operations manager and her kind of sub admins are my admin. So we're in a very interesting place of growth. And we're figuring that out as we go. But it's been amazing. I Again, she's a unicorn. I don't know what I do without her. I know. I got one of those too, man. I do. Um, so yeah, that is that is pretty
0: cool. And, and definitely another thing that I heard that really stood out to me was that it is kind of almost organically evolved because it's things that she's good at.
2: Exactly. It's things that she, like the things that I enjoy are very different than the things that she enjoys um, besides the animals, of course. So it's just, it works. It works really, really well. And she's happy doing it. Um, and it lets me focus on, you know, what you said, like what lights me up. Like I can focus on behavior and things like that, instead of worrying about making sure, you know, the new employee has enough shadow visits on Friday or whatever that may look like.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, so that that's cool that your your management team is starting to stack organically on its own. And mm-hmm. I know you said you have area managers. What what yeah. specifically do they do? What what are their roles?
2: So they typically they're kind of like my um, again we're working on titles and things. Area manager is not super accurate, but my my purpose in doing that is that they do the they'll schedule the meet and greets. Like if we have an um, someone send us a message that they're interested. If it's in, for example, Naugatuck, I'll send that to my um, Naugatuck area manager or around there. If it's in Oxford, I'll send it to my Oxford area. That way, not one per- it's not just one person because it used to be just me juggling all of the client calls, all of the meet and greets, all of the onboarding because it just wasn't feasible once we grew. Again, it's funny, we keep coming back to this. Like once we grew to that point, it was like, all right, this is not a one person admin job anymore.
0: Yeah, so uh, give me an idea because I don't know your area of Connecticut well. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like is it a circular area? How how is it set up? Like, do you have a diameter that you cover? Because you're talking about these different spaces, and right. and I
2: like the organization
0: mm-hmm. of having like mm-hmm. a manager that controls the client onboarding and stuff in a particular area.
2: Yeah, it's not really circular. If you put it on Google Maps, it actually looks kind of funny. Everything is connected, but it's more of like a horizontal line, um, I guess. And the way that I do it is right now I have it split up into basically three parts. So there's what I call, like I said, the Naugatuck, which is in the middle. I Well, I think it's in the middle. Oxford would be like the other side of that. And up top of that is um, another area. And I actually am looking for the right person to fill that role now. Guys, okay. So
0: we vi- we video these podcasts whenever we record them and her cat was getting all lovey and then I think just gave a little bit more than a love bite. Yeah. So um if you hear a little extra noise and maybe a squeak coming out of Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> you
2: fly no way.
0: Oh, you know what? Uh, occupational hazard, right? We
2: all have fun with that. That was a good one. Oh jeez. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's um that's how we're we're reorganizing it, but that's about um, where we're at at this point. And it does seem to be working for us. I just need to better define the rules. Okay. That's
0: cool. But that's a really exciting place to be because you have people that are responsible in those roles.
2: Exactly. And right. they're awesome. I, I, I'm talking about my unicorn admin, but they're really all great. Um, and I don't know what I would do without them.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's so great. So, Mary, what about you? Tell us tell us a little about what your manager does.
2: So,
1: um, so she... She does all the meet and greets for me, so she's she'd been to enough with me that she goes in and does my entire uh, presentation the way that I do, but telling them like all about me and um, that sort of a thing. I am going to start the video um, welcomes to the employee to the new clients though that you had talked about before. Yeah. No idea, fun. But we're still the face, you know, like introducing yes. them myself to them. Um, but I so uh, so she um, she is, has access to the scheduling system. So she'll go in every night and read every report card. So we don't miss anything. Cause there's always clients in the time to pet software who are sending schedules or schedule changes that there, we get so many hundreds of them during the day that we could miss them. So she reads every report card at night and it's like a hobby to her. <laughs> um, she, she, um, she, she knows how to walk every dog. She's cross trained on every dog now. So she kind of wow. has I used to do all the meet and greets, but now that she does in my head, when I do scheduling, like I have to think where the, the where in, where the dogs are, like to put it in a route, you know? Um, but she knows that a little bit more than I do. So I have to kind of look that thing up. Um, she does scheduling. She takes calls from employees. She answers messages in the app for clients. Um, she's like, I'm, I'm very businesslike sometimes, and she's much more softer. So she does really well in dealing with clients. Um, especially like if, uh, for, for whatever reason, but she's a little bit more softer than, than I can be sometimes. And, uh, so that pre- presents us very, very well. And, um, um, but she backs up. So like we have someone home this weekend who may not be able to do our weekend visits, who's got some things going on and I'm not there. And, uh, she will be able to cover, um, what she can for things like that. Like she, she's a great backup. She's wonderful. And her heart is really there and she loves all the pets. So um, she also like we have uh, Trello and we have all these things that we want to do with updating the website and SOPs and this and that. But she's so busy during the day and with everything else she's got going on that we need to add new people on or so that she, she can have more time for things like that, too.
0: Okay, so you're are you kind of just at a field staff, or you do you mean add on some more kind of manager,
1: I mean, admin people, more managers? I, I'm just getting okay. ready to interview an at home mom with two small babies who wants to be able to. At home moms are like great employees for us because they end up staying a long time, and um, I'm going to interview her next week. But um, she she can do like three afternoons of nap time and then nights and weekends. Um, but I messaged her today. I said, you know, I might have some virtual things that I can have you do in your downtime at home or nights at home. And she's very, very, very interested in that. So I'm trying to like peek that way because there's a lot I could have someone do to help me do our like checklist of extra things that we, we're trying to work on.
0: Yeah, I you know, I remember back to to this, this specific growth period in revenue and you still felt like an octopus, There to, I mean, at least for me at that phase, you know, I was starting to pull back. I wasn't as involved in doing the everyday, but I still didn't have a way to implement all of the things that I wanted to do. Yes. Because each person was so busy doing their stuff. Right there wasn't a really clear way to say, okay, well, I have this new idea. Let's, let's start this because each person was really had a full plate.
1: Well, I do all the social media too. And I have an employee that we need to just get together, sit down and schedule. And I'm going to have her watch the, um, the video that you put in my hub about Canva. So that oh, we, yes, she and I can get that all together and I'm going to have her do our social media. So that would be like one thing off my plate. I'll pay her. She's an employee. You could use more money. And then that would be one less thing off my plate. So we're working on things like that.
0: Yeah, that's really helpful. We'll have to talk about that that afterwards. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you got to make sure you get a good structure when you when you have somebody take over your social media for you. That's a whole yes. nother conversation, isn't it?
2: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're nodding, Jessica. Do you do your own social media?
2: Yes. And I'm actually in the process of the same thing. I have um, a sitter who... I was driving one day and I was like, wait a minute. Her cat has like a million Instagram followers. Why is she not running her social media? She clearly is good at it. Her and she cat? Has, <laughs> yes. She has a, a Sphinx cat, so a naked cat. And he, oh, yes. love it. Love a it. Yes. Followers. And I'm like, why has this never occurred to me? And sure enough, she loves it. She does reels for us. And literally just yesterday, I was talking to her about new ideas. Like, hey, do you want to take over this? Do you want to take over that? I enjoy the social media aspect, but I would like somebody else to... Obviously, know it in case something were to happen. I was, I'm going to be on vacation. Um, and because I'm assuming eventually I'll have to delegate that too.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's definitely kind of a key there is making sure that you provide opportunities to hear from your staff what their skill set is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've, I've had some. Um, employees that kind of were flying on the radar. You know, they're the ones that you don't have a lot of problems with. They do their work. Their work is fabulous. They're always like, sure, what do you need? Uh, And then, you know, you don't have those regular conversations with them. And then you find out, wow, you've got these like amazing art skills and, and you can help the business in one way or another. So it's great that you saw someone that does have that, skill in social media because I know it's not something that I have I I have that outsourced because Mm -hmm. it's just it's a challenge for me Mm -hmm. you know copy is not a challenge but I mean concepts and creating the framework for effective social media I mean there's like hey I'm throwing pictures out there and there's really having strategic social media those Mm -hmm. are two very different things Oh, my gosh. So, uh, Jessica, what what's like the, the biggest project that you are working on now?
2: At this point, it's definitely that. I think that reorganization I was talking about. Um, okay. I feel like that's my biggest project right now. And that's because, you know, we're especially once I decided to. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> Um, especially once I decided that we were going to create the second brand for training, I was like, okay, this is a lot like building another business and I'm going to be even more out of this than I already am. And that's when I started, I had a meeting, my unicorn admin came and we sat down and I was like. We kind of was like, what do you think about doing these things? And she was like, I would love to. It's like, great, awesome. So, my biggest project right now is better defining who is doing what, making sure that there's SOPs in place for them, such as the social media, um, and getting things ready for when we plan on opening a training facility within the next couple of months, because that is going to take a lot of time.
0: So, that's actually like a done deal? Do you have?
2: We don't have a firm opening date yet but we are definitely opening a small facility um in the next probably the next few months Rockstar. Awesome. i am so very excited but also terrifying so. <laughs> <laughs> so i need to make sure that we're really solid here before i kind of do it all over again you know
0: that's great yes you you are a big thinker that's for sure so that's amazing. So SOPs and outlining. I'm just writing notes as we go because that's yeah. pretty cool. Outlining positions because it is urgent and important because your attention is going to be on the
2: new facility. And I in, recently in the hub watched your video. I forget which one it specifically was, but you were talking about org charts um, and you're showing different examples and how you can figure out how much money you have for an admin. Like, right. I forever struggled with, like, how much do I – can I pay these people? Like, how much do I have to pay an admin team? And then I watched your presentation, and I was like, oh, now I get it. And that's been – that's been a catalyst in getting me through this project. So I thank you for that.
0: Wow. I mean, that's incredible. Thank you for saying that. For, for those of you that I, I don't even think I mentioned, both Mary and Jessica are in my Pet Biz MBA membership. So when they're talking about the hub, they're talking about the the education center that I have for them. So that's great. Okay. You know, I mean, honestly, like that, that really excites me. That just kind of gave my heart a little flutter because it's something that you've been able to use. It's, it's, exactly
2: it's, what it's inspired you yeah That's exactly good. what i needed because <laughs> i think i posted in the mba and said hey does anyone want to share their org chart and i was like let me check the hub oops is that me i'm so sorry um let because me check
0: we are all busy people right
2: uh, my, my computer is on do not disturb i don't know why that just went through but um yeah exactly it was what i needed in that moment and it's exactly at the level that i needed it and i'm yeah. It was perfect.
0: Good. Awesome. All right. What about you, Mary? Biggest project right now?
1: Uh, the biggest project we're working on is trying to um, get all the SOPs done. And I try to work on that as I do things. And I just type it up in a Word document so that I can put it all together. You know, because I mean, doing something, its everything's in my head. And I've always told my husband, Even on a personal level, like with things at home, we have to have like a book or something because something happens to one of us. We don't know passwords and things like that. Um, It's that. And finally, we've been working on updating our website forever, and I don't stay um, vehemently focused on it. So I need to um, prioritize that a little bit. But we really want the website updated and the SOPs done. That's like kind of like my next step on getting, you know, to where we need to be.
0: Yeah, and so for everybody's listening that you know is is looking at this revenue range of two hundred and fifty to five hundred, if that's something that you're looking towards, you've heard both of them talk about SOPs now. So that is your standard operating procedures. Uh, that can be a little bit of a combination of how you actually physically do the work with the pets, but it is more so how you run the actual business itself. So both of them to be able to transition into being out of the field and really having this management team, they need to, like Mary said, get it out of their heads and get it on paper so that if Jessica or Mary is not available, the business continues to run without their presence, which is hugely important. And it does take things being actually written down. So as you're thinking about heading in this direction, start now. Take the opportunity as you're you know, doing things in your office, like Mary said, write it down as you go. Uh, I'm actually, you know, we've got SOPs, of course, for our pet business, but I've only been doing, of course, the, you know, Guru Hive and MBA now for two years. And I'm in the process of doing SOPs for that. And so, you know, I, it's, it's always good to be a beginner. And so if I'm in there like, okay, I just recently did how you edit a podcast. And so I, you know, did a video while I was doing it. And now I've got that logged for anyone that needs it. So it's just, you know, no matter what you're doing, having those processes down is going to make things so much easier down the road. So I love that you both
2: said that. (laughs) I was going to say too, what I like to do is I'll use Loom or something to record what I'm doing and then I can either transcribe it or, you know, if you need, if your admin is looking for more hours, give it to them and say, here, can you write down exactly what I'm doing? And not only will that get that work off your plate, but you can see how clear, like how clear you're being and what you need to like clarify more. So I find that works really well for us.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. I love using Loom videos for that. Oh my goodness. So... So that's what you've been working on. Mm, I would love to know. So, you know, in the past several years, what is what is the one decision that you've made that has made the most impact in your business in the past couple of years? I'll let you uh, shoot with that one, Mary.
1: Hmm the last couple of years, what has been the one decision I made? Uh, well, it was bringing on my admin, obviously, that was a big help. And it was pulling myself out of the um, out of the field as much um, and out, not out of the business. I'm still like in the business, but out of the field and out of the everyday hands to hands of 100% of what we do um, so that I have more free time. So I probably I mean, I do work very hard running my business, but uh, but I feel like it's not like a full time job, even though it kind of is like my husband sees me working all the time. But I have time to help my mother. I'm down the shore. I'm going to Florida when my grandkids were with me two days a week. I did that three month Goldman Sachs program where you're completely out of the out of the field to do that. Um, So, yeah, so it's 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 learning to say no. It's, It's okay not to accept a thousand vacation clients so that you're not killing yourself and um you know just uh growing growing um casually instead of like a thousand percent and growing as i go kind of like with the hiring like i don't hire 10 people at a time but if i can hire two or three or one i'm okay with that i hire for talent not for need so i'm always hiring you know when i see somebody that fits what we're looking for I'll bring them on, and because I know that the business is still coming along. I don't know if that's that's a good answer, but that's, that's where we Yeah, it.
0: no, yeah, it totally is. Um, yeah, if you see good people, I've yeah. definitely been known to um, give a business card to grocery store workers that I think are absolutely dynamic and let them know you know what? Um, I'd love to talk to you if you're ever looking for another part time job.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's actually so smart. I love that idea. Oh, it's, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, the one and I I totally, you know, I totally told the business owner this. We have a, a new dog bar here. Well, I mean, it's a couple of years old now, uh, but we went there for our company event back in January and our yard attendant, because we took our, you know, uh, our employees' dogs with us and we had a private yard for them. So we had a yard attendant signed to us and she was so over the top, insanely amazing that I, I flat out told her and I told the owner afterwards. I'm like, if you don't promote her to being a manager somewhere, I will steal her away from you. <laughs> because she, her? she was really that impressive. I don't know. I really need to find out.
1: I'm going to have to call them yeah. and
0: say, so, so let's have a conversation about her, right? Um, yeah, but I just, you know, I, I try to make sure I build other people up that, that have those kinds of skills that really should, you know, should have a lot more opportunity, especially in the pet industry. There's just traditionally not a lot of opportunity for people to work their way up into higher positions, into like career type positions. So mm-hmm. that's kind of one of those things that I'm, I'm
2: working up myself. Uh, so, yeah. What about you, Jessica? So um, this isn't the big one, but uh, Mary said that not to take on a million vacation clients, getting pickier with who we accept as clients has been life changing. Um, that just resonated with me so much. I have to agree that if you're you know taking everybody, I understand why. But once you get to the point where you can kind of say, OK, I don't need to do a million pet sets in a day. Um, It gets so much better but i would say the biggest and i'm hoping this counts the biggest decision i made for my business is when i quit my full-time job because for the first i think it was until july 2021 so it's only been a year and a half it feels like forever um i was working as a chemist full-time and i had employees and i was managing the business during work after work before work um, and i was in the field a lot and i was running myself ragged. It was, I was not in a good place. Um, but I was so afraid. I was so afraid to quit and make the leap, take the leap. I was like, what happens if I fail? What happens if this? Um, so I, the reason I held on so long is I'm typically pretty risk risk averse. So I was like building a nest egg. And then one day I had it at the other job and I said, you know what, we're going to do it. And it is the best decision I've made for the business and personally. Um, it's what allowed us to definitely launch into over time, launch into this, um, you know, this revenue range. It's what's allowed me to put managers in place. It really, it changed. It was a complete game changer. And even though it's not, I I don't, I guess it's a business decision, but at the same time it was personal. Best thing I could have done.
0: Well, yeah, it was both decisions because you decided Mm -hmm. to invest in yourself
2: Mm-hmm. you have an invest in the business i never realized that just the time i was spending not even like mentally not in the business during the day uh-huh. it paid itself back so many times over and fulfillment as well i mean it's it's just been amazing so i know there are people in a lot of the groups and stuff that are in that same position and it work towards it because it it is a really an awesome transition to make
0: yes and when when did you do that because you just started in 2018
2: yeah so I was going to do it in 2020 thank goodness I didn't um, <laughs> yeah and that would have been rough so I believe I was going to quit at the end of July in 21 and I think it was the end of June something happened and I was like I'm done this is it, That's it. That's so we did it, it. and I'm glad that it's something finally just pushed me because it was hard and don't get me wrong i love the people i used to work with but the work did not bring me joy chemistry does not light me up not even a little bit
0: <laughs> i think a lot of people listening could say the same thing yep.
2: yeah exactly <laughs> so um i don't miss it not oh.
0: That. oh my gosh well okay so we'll flip that question around um Since you've started your business, what is something that you would have done differently if you could have started it over?
2: Oh gosh, I have to think about that one for
0: a second. What's
1: up, Mary? Yeah, sure. So I started 15 years ago, and and Janie, you know, back then you're saying there were no Facebook groups about starting a pet sitting business. There was yeah. no resources. I was out there looking everywhere. I mean I had joined Pet Sitters International. I had gone to a conference and um, Darlene Aylers actually took me oh. up to the hotel room and had me raise my rates <laughs> like on my because I, I was getting very, very busy. I was new and I wasn't charging enough for a professional pet sitter. we, we sat there on my laptop and raised my rates right then and there. She was wonderful. Did she so, really bless yeah. her? My mm-hmm. goodness, And um, but um, I would I, I, I had contractors instead of employees because what I was seeing online was that was an OK thing to do. Um, and I didn't get software until like 2016, almost 17. I was still doing it by paper, but I was waiting for um, for a, a scheduling software that had like a GPS tracking. Remember, then everyone's like, how could we track this so we can know for sure we couldn't figure it out? The whole thing out and so my first and only pet sitting software has been time to pet and that's just amazing game changer in just coordinating and running your whole entire business
0: oh, um, you're so lucky you're lucky you picked wisely the first time <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, looked, I, I trialed a couple others and this and that but you know and then you learn to say no you learn to mm-hmm. um make your your service area smaller um You know, you learn not to depend solely on one employee, hire many, you know, do lots of cross-training. There's so many things that you learn as you go, but um, yeah, if I did things differently, I I would know to do employees, maybe to have a software sooner, make sure you know your worth, know to say no. And every client's not always gonna be um, the best client. So there's a lot of questions I ask to read through. Um, you know. To figure it out <laughs> if they're one-time yeah. wonders and things like that. So when I initially take phone calls. So you've really refined that
0: process. client selection process. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah. You, you know, the warning
1: flags of, yeah, I don't really think we're going to be a good fit. And, you know, I have to tell you, like, um, you learn, you know, I typically don't take new clients like two weeks before a holiday for the holiday. And interestingly enough, this year, um, I had a team who wanted the work, you know, so we, we did add a few and they ended up being wonderful clients and things worked out so far, but like before Memorial day, typically I'll, I'll never, you know, know you're getting dozens of calls, dozens and dozens of calls a week of 4th of July and things like that. But, um, if I have a team that's willing to work, then we were able to schedule the meet and greet then we we will. But typically, you know, we're usually full by then. You mm-hmm. learn. That does. Yeah, you
0: do. Mm-hmm. You learn. I know I'm I'm tickled that you, you know, the things that you said you would have done differently because yes, we, well, I mean, me 26 years ago, I mean, talk about a, a desert wasteland of uh, resources there. There was nothing, but you know, you started back in 2009. I started software in 2005. And uh, yeah, you really didn't have a lot of option back then. Mm -hmm. So it's not like even if you had tried to take advantage of it, that you (laughs) had a lot of success. Mm -hmm. I had uh, my first software from 2005 to 2013. Then I switched to a different one for about a year and a half. And then that's when I I switched to time to pet that I have now. So, Mm -hmm. and please guys, if you are listening, keep improving and don't make me switch again because it would be a nightmare now. Right? Yeah. Oh no. Wow. I mean, as you grow, you're like, whoo, yeah, there's just a whole much more, whole bunch more to play with, with that. Oh my gosh. So what, um, I guess let's, let's kind of do a little visioneering here. So imagine yourself, June of 2028, five years from now, what do you see for yourself and what do you see for your pet business? What is it actually going to look like, smell like, feel like, everything? Mary, I'll have you go with that.
1: Okay. So my goal here is to double what we have. <clears throat> Ask me why, so I can buy a house in Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, then go, yeah. Okay, so you her. want to double your revenue what we in five here. years? Well, or sooner. Yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to double what my business is. So, and now I just turned sixty. So, um, I told my husband he's got to give me like three years' notice for retirement. And luckily, right now he's sitting back there in an office working in our uh, in the bedroom at a desk. He loves what he does. You know, this, I could run this business even in partial reach. I feel like I'm partially retired anyway. So I don't know whether I'll sell the business. If there's someone in the family who wants to take it over, if I want to sell it to my admin, if I want to keep it and just create a revenue stream for myself in retirement and have it be self-run. So the the goal is just to continue to grow and to, um, you know, we don't know yet what the, what the actual retirement and end plan is. So.
0: Yeah. So happy 60th, by the way, Thank you. Um, since I get to personally say that just slightly late. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, okay. That puts you, yeah, that puts you at 65 at that point. It's wonderful mm-hmm. that you can, that you can come up with like, there's so many different possibilities, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. So I always thought originally sell, so. And then um, a colleague of mine had said, you know, I'd like to have my business be self-run where I can just have added retirement revenue drawn from it every month, which if you build it to a million dollars or whatever, it's obviously something you can do. You can still kind of gently oversee it, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm not sure. I haven't decided. I figure I have time to figure that part of it out. But if it is going to be like if he says to me, we're retiring at 67, three years before there's things you're supposed to do in your business to make it more sell saleable. Like those Uh SPs have to be done, but as far as revenue and expenses and things to make it look better to sell. And that's always an option, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yep. You need about a three to five year runway. So Mm -hmm. anybody that's left listening, if you want to maximize the value of your pet business, you've got three to five year runway. So otherwise it's pretty much a fire sale and just is not going to have a lot of value to it. Mm -hmm. So, okay. What about you, Jessica? What do you see five years from now?
2: It feels like so long. Um, It does, but it's not. It's It's (laughs) funny when I set goals, I tend to be like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then I do that in a year. And I'm like, all right, I am so, I'm not great at figuring out how like I, I underestimate what I can do. I underestimate what my team can do, you know, which is not a bad problem to have. Wow. I love that. Um, That's, that's, yeah. So what I'm going to say, but I, I have no idea we may reach this sooner than that. I would really like to also kind of be out of the business, kind of be that, which we're already working towards kind of be that visionary role, um, role and like, I do, I do love what we do. So still be involved in a way, but just not the day-to-day really at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And that way I can scale the dog training side of the business to um, create this. I love the service we provide and the dog training world is very unregulated. And I would really like to introduce a business a lot like what we do for dog walking and pet sitting with the same values, the same commitments. I would love to build that up. So in five years, I'd like to still be overseeing RCO pet care, but not having much to do with the day-to-day, like maybe meet with my managers, however, however often a month we find necessary. Um, and obviously, as I have ideas and stuff, move us in different directions. Um, and I'll be more on the ground on the training side of things.
0: Okay. So you still see yourself doing the physical training part of it.
2: That's a good question. In five years, I don't know. It's so hard for me to picture not doing that part. Um, Just like if you asked me five years ago, because we just started five years ago, if I'd be out of the field, I'd be like... Uh, uh, Yeah.
0: You don't know what
2: you don't know about getting from here to there. (laughs) Like come back from my meal visit of the day. I'm like, no. Uh Um, Here we are. So maybe you're right. Maybe I'll be kind of off the ground there too. And we'll be, I would really eventually someday like to have a facility that can do daycare as well. Maybe boarding, haven't decided. Um, maybe we'll be working towards that. It's, I'm so not great at being like five years from now, this is what we can accomplish. Cause I tend to undershoot.
0: Well, you know, you're a scientist So there's just that whole mindset of, of the proof and working through all of Mm -hmm. it. So I can understand that just based off of your education, but I, I urge you to think big because like you said, you set goals that feel right and you blow past them in a much shorter amount of time. So Mm -hmm. you have a really unique skill set that you bring to this industry. So I would like go for the sit down, take some time, look at that June, 2023 Mm -hmm. and think way beyond what you would have ever imagined Mm -hmm. and then figure out, back it up from there and figure out what it actually tangibly takes Mm -hmm. to get to that point. That, and I think you're probably going to end up surprising yourself.
2: Probably. I think that's, that's where I get stuck. Cause you're like, you know, think of even more than you can imagine. And I'm like, but that would be so cool. But you know, like, it, like, Oh, I feel like that would be like end game, but or not end game, but like end goal, like, Oh wow. We have a facility running. Like I'm out of that. But just like, you know, I thought dog walking, pet sitting would be all we would do. I get these ideas and we just keep going. So who knows, but that's a good idea. I will sit down and really think like, what could we possibly accomplish in five years based on what we already have?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I can definitely tell you back in 2019, I did not think that I was going to be talking to you now. Never in a million years would have thought I would have a podcast and mm-hmm. a platform and doing public speaking and, and sharing my knowledge with people. Um, so, you know, honestly, Mary mentioned earlier, the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small business program. Uh, those of you that haven't heard about it, it is an extraordinary opportunity for some very high level business education, free, sponsored by Goldman Sachs. And you would be surrounded by people who don't do anything but think big. And it changed my entire Perspective on my business. And it's almost like now I have no limits. So, you know, I have that five year picture drawn out for myself and I know what it's going to look like. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to hit those goals, but I have a vision. I have a mission. I have a vision for what my future is going to look like. You know, sticking to really concrete values, and I just—I I realized through that whole program that I'm—I'm I'm not going to stand for small thinking anymore. So that's—I, you know, I don't know what you got out of the thing, Mary, but that—it
1: that, was amazing. Yeah. It let me realize that I—I—I I, I didn't have to be small; that I could do anything. You know, I—I—I um, I, I wanted to do a little doggy daycare, like. I I drove my husband past this little building and I'm like, this can be a little doggy daycare Monday to Friday, get a little bus, go around and pick them up. We'll bring them here. But he's more thinking a little bit on the end game and not us taking out big loans for commitments like that. Because I never had to borrow money for this business. So I'm going to grow organically the other way, you know, like just with what we have here and i can still do that you know there's still other things but um, yeah no that that and the and the people that you meet in that program are just amazing you know the colleagues and the the um you learn from every everybody learns from everybody it was just a, a really wonderful experience
0: yeah i'll drop the link down in the show notes for anybody that wants to to look mm-hmm. into that you do have to apply to the program and there are some requirements for your business but but yeah i just wanted to mention that that, that was such a big transition point for for me and um, and it's all about mindset. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's just taking the opportunity just to you know realize you're the lid on everything. You're the one that puts limitations on yourself, and um, mm-hmm. and that changes everything. And it's so cool that you guys see that and you're pushing your business. And this is like huge. Most people that are listening are like, oh my god, if only I could hit two hundred and fifty to five hundred. That is really amazing, but um, thank you for the opportunity to allow them to hear what this is like. Because mm-hmm. you guys are just like—I don't. Do you really know each other well? Did or were you familiar with each other before this, except for generally through the membership? Nope. No, no, not at all.
2: <laughs> and listen, you guys are like in the same space. It's so funny. It's it's funny to me how universal everything is like not everything but so many things we've talked about even though like Mary started her business way before mine we're at different stages in our life but so much of it is similar the same mm-hmm. exact things that we're working through and it's it's interesting i never i never considered that you know your revenue range def- doesn't define what your next step is but there certainly is kind of a path that we t- we seem to be following mm-hmm. as a
0: yeah. And I really, you know, I always talk about ages and stages of, of business. You know, like you said, you guys have different ages of your business, but you are in the same mm-hmm. stage. So there's so much, right. so much commonality, no matter which way you
1: look at that. Yep. So, exactly. And you can be at this stage and not be working 60, 70 hours a week too, you know, yes. like, so that's key. Yeah, you
0: you can choose how much you want to be involved in the business because you have the opportunity to start, you know, delegating and letting some of that go. So it's almost like that this is this is the phase where delegation. We're going to use the word delegation really for this phase because it's it's pretty significant when you're when you're here because you just can't do it all anymore. Not do it well. You you can try and work 60 hours a week but not do it well. <laughs>
2: And I think Mary said before that she doesn't even feel like she works forty hours a week. I don't either. Um, I feel—I mean, my head is always going. I'm yeah. always thinking about things, and I'm sure you guys know exactly what that's like. So I feel like I work forty hours a week, but I don't think I do. I I, track it. I haven't really—I don't really track it, <laughs> but yeah. I should track it,
0: you know, and see. But yeah, in my case, I just. I love what I do so much. You know, people talk about, oh, you want to not have your identity be your work. Um, I've done this for 26 years. I mean, I've done this for more than half my life. Mm -hmm. And it is my identity, but I'm proud of that identity. And I don't, when I get up in the morning, I am always excited about what I'm going to be doing. It's not a job to me. Correct. You know, it's, it's, it's my life. It's not work. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing and people completely cannot even comprehend it when they have Mm. a regular corporate job. There's so much separation between, I I don't believe in work-life balance. So, um, you know, that, that buzzword just does not resonate with me because it is my life. So very, very different way to be, but thank you guys so much. I appreciate you being here. This Mm -hmm. has actually been more eye-opening than even I thought it was going to be, but it has been neat to see the common conversations at each of these revenue levels, and here we are again, right?
2: Mm -hmm. Definitely, and like you just said, um, you know, I resonate so much with when you just said feel like your work is your identity i mean there's such a negative connotation with workaholics and stuff like that but and people tell me like you don't have to you know you don't have to think about like behavior and services and all this stuff all day long like but i want to like i love it do i have days where i'm like oh my gosh what am i doing like i wish i was working nine to five and none of you know these really heavy things were my problem of course we we all have moments but um it is it's a big part of who i am and i'm totally okay with that yeah yeah
0: definitely are we're we're doing something a lot bigger than who we are mm-hmm. individually
1: so yeah awesome one last thing i should say is that, you know raising my my young adults um i always told them i said you want to you're going to work 40 hours a week find something you love that will provide you an income to support yourself and um you know they all have and it's just it's just it's a good thing you know because you want you all love what you do too so it's a blessing
2: yes
0: thank
1: you
2: so
0: much for being on here Uh, i will definitely have to keep up with how you guys are growing i think you both are lights in the industry thank you for listening to this episode of the pet biz hive you can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetBizGuru.com. What is your next best move?